What's up? I'm B, and whether you're watching this on YouTube or you are listening to the podcast, I hope you are having an amazing day. Today, the long-awaited video is finally being delivered to you because Brittany Dawn posted her podcast episode about why, as a Christian, you should not be celebrating Halloween. Now, last week I reacted to her solo YouTube video talking about it, and I found it to be deeply unserious. I don't mean to say that and imply that you are wrong if you have a personal reason to not celebrate Halloween. People can choose to celebrate or not celebrate whatever holidays that they see fit for themselves and their family and all of that. And so if there's some reason that as a Christian, you don't want to celebrate Halloween, that's fine. That is your own choice. Brittany's reasoning for why she decided not to celebrate Halloween and like the article and the quote that she used to back it up, again, I felt were deeply unserious. And so for this, it's her and her friends. I haven't listened to the podcast episode yet. I figured it was probably going to be something where I'm just going to be poking a lot of fun at what they're saying. But I don't know. It could be really serious. It could be something goofy. Only time will tell once we start listening to it, but I am bringing that up to say that in my head, I was like, I'm going to grab a high noon. We're going to joke around like we are just going to react to this podcast episode and it's going to be like super lighthearted and goofy because that's kind of how I found her YouTube video to be. But I don't know if that's the case. I don't know what all is going to be in here. Anyway, maybe halfway through this podcast episode, I'll be like, okay, yeah, we can uh, we can grab a little bevy. But in the meantime, I've just got a water. So um, if you want to grab something, whatever you need to get through a Brittany Dawn podcast episode <laughs> reaction, you feel free to grab it and let's get started. As an aside, before we get into the reaction, I did just want to talk about Hazel and Lane for a quick second because in my last video, I had mentioned that the website went public and then within a few hours, it was private again. You couldn't get in. It was password protected and I didn't really know what had happened if maybe she launched it on accident, like somebody who was working on the back end accidentally published it and then they went back and they were like, oh shoot, let's you know close it back down or if she was doing kind of like a soft launch and then it wasn't received well and so she closed it back up. I don't know. In any case, you can buy from the website now. The online boutique is open and I did take a look at some of the products. Again, um, it looks like what she has on the website now is a little bit different from what she had on the website before. I'm not sure if she changed what she was selling or if those items like sold out and so now there's fewer items on the website. Okay, so I actually kept the tab open from when the website originally launched and this is like actually what was on there. I'm screen recording it because I don't know if it's going to like go away or if it's going to um, show what's available on the website now. But back then, like three weeks ago when this launched, it said that there were 17 products available. You can see uh, this mama praise trucker hat, a gratitude journal, um, this Friday Night Lights crop jacket for $59.99, which is interesting because it's on her website now for like $75 and just, I think it's in a different color. I don't know. We'll, we'll compare and contrast. Um, but the I'm a side with Jesus trucker hat, this pink striped sweater, a checkered sweater dress. Okay, here we go. Here's the dark, uh, Friday night lights cropped jacket that Brittany is selling for $75 now. Um, 
listed for $59.99 and also you can get it for like $45 on Amazon and free shipping as opposed to $75. Well, it's like $74.50 or $74.99 plus shipping. Um, But yeah, the game day t-shirt, sequin dress, a zip-up cropped puffer vest, that lime green one that Brittany was wearing in her last vlog, a redeemed by grace sweater, um, a few different kinds of journals, praying scripture for marriage journal, grief and loss prayer journal, pregnancy and infant loss journal, sermon notes journal, all these different things. I don't want to click on the items to see what they look like because I'm afraid that it's going to like mess this up. But let's go to page two. Okay. Okay. See, so now I go to page two and it says five products in the upper right. And then it says no products found. Use fewer filters or remove all. Let's see if we go back. Okay. Yeah. So if we go back, we can see what the website originally looked like. That's wild. Okay. So that's what the website looked like on October 15th. I did go back and look at some of my screenshots because I had posted about it in my Instagram stories when the website launched. So that was from October 15th. That's what the website looked like at that time. And this is what it looks like now. Today is Sunday, October 29th. And so you can see the five products. Um, there's a jacket, a journal, that Friday Night Lights crop jacket for $74.50, which is absolutely ridiculous that you are going to sell this for $74.50 and people can get it from Amazon for like $45. Ma'am, get real. Uh, she does still have the sequin game day shirt and the sunset sweater, which is that pink striped sweater, um, but no green puffer jacket. What the heck? That was her big selling point in the last video and now it's not even available for sale. Maybe it sold out and so instead of um, doing what like a typical boutique would do and having the listing but then putting sold out over it, she just removed it. I have no idea. Maybe she's not selling it anymore. Who knows? Oh, I was just clicking around on the website and I did find the I'm a side with Jesus trucker hat listing and then the checkered sweater dress listing and they're both on there but they say sold out. So I don't know what's going on with the green puffer vest. I'm assuming if you really wanted to get your hands on one, you could probably do a quick search on Google and you could have it delivered within two business days. Just a thought. In any case, let's go ahead and do win for the week and then we will get into today's reaction. If you are new around here, a win for the week is where you share something that happened to you over the past week that you would consider a win. It can be big or small, whatever you want, just something that made you feel grateful, something that made you happy, something that you got excited about. Whatever you want, I want to hear it and you can put it in the comment section if you are watching on YouTube or you can leave it in the Q&A section for this particular episode if you are listening on Spotify. My win for the week, if you are watching the video version, I'm sure you can tell the Diamondbacks are in the World Series. They are one for one right now. This video won't... Um, get posted until Thursday for my channel members and then Friday for everyone. So I'm hoping they're still doing well. I'm hoping that uh, they haven't blown it because Arizona sports teams, we don't have the greatest track history, but I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. I'm excited. I'm just glad that we made it to the World Series. Like that in and of itself is pretty cool and it's something to be excited about. So that's my win and I cannot wait to hear yours and celebrate with you. Now, without any further ado, let's get into this podcast. 
Okay, so this episode is called Halloween as a Christian, Why You Shouldn't Celebrate It. And then the description says, this has been a highly, highly requested topic and we are jumping in headfirst with today's topic, Halloween as a Christian. Over the last two years, the Lord has heavily convicted me to step back from participating in the holiday at all. And now looking back, I can see why. My hope today is that this encourages you to seek the Lord on this controversial topic rather than following what the rest of the world does. Let those who have eyes to see, see the demonic roots of Halloween, personal convictions that led me to not celebrate it, the power of the blood of Jesus, how choosing what we partner with directly affects our life and realities of the spiritual realm. Yeah, we just pray that this opens up your eyes if there's anything that you're doing, you know, that does not honor the Lord and glorify the Lord. And maybe you just were deceived that Mm -hmm. you would be undeceived after hearing this message. You're listening to Chiseled and Called with Brittany Dawn, a podcast about finding freedom and imperfection and peace in your broken pieces through Jesus. Our prayer is that today's message will bless you embolden you and fix your gaze on the king that it will stir up the calling god has placed within you without further ado here's your host Brittany don welcome to the chiseled and called podcast i'm your host Brittany don and i hi. have kelly and Farron here hi, hi. we missed y'all yes. i know it's been like it's been a minute so she's got Kelly and Farron. Where is Emma? I would beg the question. Did she like sprout a moral compass and decide to distance herself from the other three? But she is a model for Britney's boutique. So I don't know if that's the case. Maybe it was just a scheduling conflict. But in any case, we're going to hear from Brittany, Kelly, and Farron today. So this is definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. It's been fun. We, we've been, I want to say we feel prepared for this episode, but the truth be told, like we're not experts with what we're going to talk on. We're, we're just three Holy Spirit filled believers who have different convictions and different viewpoints. And we can all agree on the same thing. And it's that Christians should not be celebrating Halloween. And if you're listening to this and you celebrate Halloween, I pray that by the end of this, the Lord will convict you the way that he's convicted all three of us. Cause we all have three different testimonies of dabbling in the world. And, um, it's, it's a newer conviction for me. I mean, if you've followed me even back in 2020, you know, that Jordan and I dressed up for Halloween that year and it, it was innocent, but we did it. And am I going to hell for that? No, but I do believe in my heart that based on those situations and circumstances that I've personally lived through that, um, by openly celebrating Halloween, we can open ourselves up to the demonic realm. And so that is, Okay, so y'all are not experts, but you're here to tell Christians that this is absolutely something that they should not do. Like, you're not an expert, you're not the authority on this, but you are going to tell people what choices they should and should not make. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm just telling you about my personal experience, but if you're a Christian, you definitely shouldn't celebrate Halloween based on what? What other than your personal convictions, and maybe they're going to bring up the same article that Brittany brought up last week. Um, other than that, though, uh, I would like to see some biblical backing on this. Like, if they're truly going to say that no Christian should celebrate Halloween, and they hope that anyone who is is going to change their mind by the end of this podcast episode, you got to bring something that's like, 
here, here's where this is Bible inspired. Here's where our agreed upon religious text tells us that this thing is not okay. And here's the research I've done into it. And here's like commentary from other people on, you know, if, if it were me, um, it's like, here's the, here's some of the contextual things that were happening around that time when this was being written. Here are what some other scholars say. Like, that's what I, that's what would get me to consider changing my opinion about something such as Halloween. Like I said in last week's video, I've celebrated Halloween my entire life. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Listening to this podcast episode, I can say with like 99.9% .9 confidence is not going to get me to change my view on it. But if I were truly going to open my mind and be like, okay, man, I really do need to address my thoughts on this thing. I would need more than just someone's personal experience. Like I would need you to come and say like, here's where the Bible tells us it's not okay to do this thing. And again, like here's context. Here's who wrote this in the Bible. Here are what scholars say. And, and this is why I believe it. That's what would get me to open my mind and consider evaluating my opinion on something, not just like, well, we're not an expert, but I'm telling you that no Christian should do it. And here's why, because it's based on my experience. My conviction. And I already know there's going to be people that are like, this is a stretch. You're really reaching. And I'm like, you're yeah. really not though. Yeah. We live in a physical world, but it's yes. a spiritual world. Yes, and um, yeah. I mean, look at the things that are happening in our world. Like yes. the veil is lifting yes. and it's, mm -hmm. it's so much easier now more than ever to see the difference between what's light and dark kingdom and hell. And so, um, yeah, we're just gonna jump in. I posted a question box on my Instagram a couple, I guess this was last week because we were originally going to film this last week or record yeah. this last week. And then we were like, we don't feel prepared. But again, it, it's, this is not our, our area of expertise, but we're just here to share our personal convictions and hopes that it will encourage the body of Christ and speak truth. And you can never go wrong when you're using scripture 100%. and God's word. Yes. So, okay. Right. Yeah. I will say that there was no scripture in her YouTube video about this. So I am interested to see what she includes in the podcast. <sighs> I think too, one of the biggest things to share is that they, we've only seen like fruit come out of our lives from really understanding origins and where everything came from and what it was really used for. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that it's like, poor me, I don't get to dress up for a day and like take my kids to have candy. It is literally partnering with the kingdom of God and saying, I'm not going to let the devil have one inch of my life um, where I okay it to support anything that he's in favor in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's so huge is that people don't even know that Halloween is supported by the devil and the um, satanic church. And so we know that the devil and Satan is anti-Christ. So if anything is anti-Christ, why would we want to have anything to do with it? Yeah. Okay. And just to kind of add to what Farron was saying. It I might be a, a huge hypocrite here, but Farron speaks in run-on sentences and it makes it very hard to follow the point that she is making because that was all just very convoluted. It's like, let's have a, a cohesive, coherent thought. Also, just for clarification, I don't know if this is helpful at all, but Farron mentioned that Halloween is supported by the satanic 
church. And I don't know if she means the satanic temple or the church of Satan, um, because those are like the two, the two organizations that come to my mind when she says the satanic church. Um, so I don't know which one she's referring to, but I do find it important to clarify that the satanic temple is really more of a non-theistic organization that like the core kind of tenet, um, of that organization from what I know is not doing harm to anyone and like treating people well, basically, like those are their kind of core tenets. And then you have the Church of Satan, which was founded by Anton LaVey. And um, I don't think he was like a great guy. I don't think he was somebody that I would look up to and be like, wow, what a role model. I want to model my life around him. I do think that he did a lot of uh, very questionable things. And I don't think that he was a generally good person. Um, But I don't think that his beliefs or the organization that he founded could ever mean more to me than my religious beliefs. Like anything that he created or produced, I'm not going to take more seriously than my religious text, if that makes sense. So again, when Farron says the satanic church supports Halloween, I don't know if she's talking about the church of Satan or the satanic temple. Frankly, I don't know if she knows the difference, um, but I will say that if at some point she specifically references the Satanic Temple, I want to just say that like they are not a demonic organization. I know that, especially if you're a Christian, hearing that name can really throw you off and be like, whoa, that's not something that I would want to associate with, but really it's, it's a non-theistic organization. It is not run by the devil. It is not meant to cause harm to anyone. So I did just want to clear that up and make sure that we are making that distinction. Is It's such a deceptive spirit mm-hmm. um, that's trying to get us to compromise. That's trying to take us, that's trying to get us to take an inch. And um, I just, I'm at a place in my life where I don't want to compromise in any area. And I'm even asking the Holy Spirit, like right now, if there's anywhere in my life that I'm compromising as a Christian, like, please expose that to me. Please reveal that to me. Now we all have our own sanctification that we walk out and, you know, it does take time, I believe for God to uh, purify us Mm -hmm. and to prune us and to expose certain things that need to be exposed, which is why I think it's so beautiful that Brittany did reveal like, Hey, yeah, we dressed up this year, but they weren't convicted that year. But you know what? The Bible says that we go from glory to glory. And so they are at a new level right now with the Lord and the Lord Mm -hmm. has convicted them. And so I think it's just really beautiful that, um, they're recognizing that. And I think that we shouldn't really be judging where Christians are, but just maybe just bring awareness and, um, just kind of share where we are in our convictions with the Lord. And, um, yeah, we just pray that this opens up your Okay, so if you're not judging where other Christians are, why does Brittany say that she hopes other Christians will stop celebrating Halloween after listening to this? You're basically saying, like, this is something you should not do, and if you are engaging in it, you're wrong. And honestly, if you believe that, like, Halloween is a demonic holiday, it's spiritually dangerous to celebrate, it's something that Christians should not be doing because it is such a risky thing, why would you get on here and be like, well, this is just my personal conviction? Like, 
If you really think that it's that dangerous, you should be getting on here and being like, this is absolutely not okay. I don't mean to hurt your feelings if you want to do this, but I care about your soul. And so this is why I think that you shouldn't celebrate Halloween. It's not okay. It's not okay to do. It's not safe. Like, if you really genuinely believed in this, you would be freaking out and you'd be like, guys, you need to stop. You wouldn't just be getting on a podcast and being like, well, I don't think you should celebrate Halloween, but that's just my personal conviction. Like, yeah, you would give the devil legal rights to your body if you wore a costume, but that's just my conviction. It makes me think that you don't genuinely believe this in all seriousness. Rise if there's anything that you're doing, you know, that does not honor the Lord and glorify the Lord. And maybe you just were deceived that mm-hmm. you would be um, undeceived after yeah. hearing this message Amen. in Jesus mm-hmm. name and no conviction yeah. or yes. we do want conviction, yeah. but no condemnation yeah. Yeah. Um, from anything that we're sharing because we're all at different levels. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the things too is <laughs> we're all at different levels and our level is above yours because we don't celebrate Halloween, but you'll get there one day. Maybe is, well, how do I know? And I think when you have to stop and ask yourself, you have to spend time with the Lord and Mm -hmm. say, Lord, do I need to have a conviction about this? Like, does this please your heart? And you have to study backgrounds of where everything came from, because on the surface level, no, dressing your kids up, um, going and, you know, celebrating with neighbors or anything like that. It doesn't look bad, but you have to understand that what you do in the natural has Mm -hmm. a spiritual ramification and there is so much that happens on that day, on those hours, there's literally bloodshed and sacrifices Mm -hmm. that are happening. And Mm -hmm. that is in the atmosphere that night. And so, um, so personal conviction for us, like I was learning about all of this and, um, I was like, okay, Lord, like, I just don't know if, um, like, what if we just do something that God made? So then, um, me and my family, I think two years ago, we dressed up as a family of lions. I'm like, we're the lion of Judah, like all of this. But as the Lord was revealing to me, as we were going from house to house to house, every time we knocked on a door, not even saying trick or treat, because we're going to get into that. That's demonic too. But um, (laughs) just saying like, God bless you. Happy Halloween. I felt in my spirit, like a sickening, like it it just did not please the Lord. And so we didn't do it anymore. And um, we, there's so many things that you can do, which we can talk about later to like substitute for this um, and do different things. And it's just, it, the, as the Lord reveals to you, but you have to ask him and Mm -hmm. then listen to that, um, that voice, that still small voice, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So even this year, if you're like, okay, I'm not really sure, but I'm hearing you out. Like feel, what do you feel when you Mm -hmm. go? What are you sensing when you go? What is being revealed to you? Do you feel love or do you feel Mm. fear? And so that's, what's being instilled and what is coming upon you that you're agreeing with in the spirit. Yeah. You said something really good. You said you were talking about the conviction that fell on you as you guys were even dressed up as something innocent, because that's actually one of the questions that I got very often. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, let me find it here in my notes. Um, Sorry, my brain is just still stuck on fair and saying that people are doing um, sacrifices and bloodshed is happening on Halloween because I don't know. Can we get some more info on that? Do we care to expand on it? That completely threw me off, like, because she went from talking about the spiritual realm to, like, and there's bloodshed happening. Oh, okay. And again, I do want to reiterate, if you 
are a Christian who chooses not to celebrate Halloween, I totally respect your your choice and whatever reasoning you may have of like, I just feel like this is something that I don't want to do and this is how I'm living out my faith. Totally respect it. And like, I don't want this to come off. Like anything that I say throughout this video, I don't want it to come off as if I'm like dunking on you or telling you that you're wrong for the choices that you're making. I just have to put that out there because I feel like there's going to be a lot of like snarky comments coming from me just based on the first seven minutes of this. So again, if you choose not to celebrate Halloween, that is totally fine. I respect you. You have every right to make that choice. I am not telling you that you are wrong. I have issue with the way that Brittany and her friends are presenting choosing not to celebrate Halloween because I think that it's um, part of it is a fear mongering tactic. Uh, part of it is them trying to be like countercultural for attention, um, especially like if you look at a lot of their Instagram pages. Again, I'm blocked from Brittany's Instagram, but I do see certain things getting posted on the subreddit. Uh, and it's a lot of like performative posts. It's a lot of like I was on um, Kelly's on Kelly's Instagram today and she posted a video of herself on her knees singing worship. And to me, it's like, why, why are people filming each other doing that? Why are you posting a video on your Instagram of you on your knees with your hands up, like singing and being super emotional? What's the motivation behind that? Why can't you just be in the moment? If that's your genuine reaction to the worship that's going on around you, great express yourself in that way. But what's the point of having somebody film you and then posting it on the internet for people to see? It, it just makes me feel like a lot of the things that they say and the things that they do aren't necessarily sincere. It's that there's another motivation behind it. I don't know exactly what that motivation is. I don't know if it is the desire to have attention on the internet. I don't know if it's the desire to have um, a larger following. I don't know if it's to get sponsorships and discount codes or whatever it may be. It could be different for everybody or for all three of these girls who are involved in posting those same kinds of things. But again, it makes me question your sincerity and a lot of the things that you do say and the way that you present yourself and the way that you present your faith and tell other people that they should be living their faith. Can you explain why dressing up, even if immodest or not bad and innocent, is still wrong? And that's, it's tough, right? Because here's the part where it gets really messy, is you see churches participating in trunk or treats. You see churches dressing mm -hmm. up and kids dressing up as little superheroes, which you and I, we had a, a whole dialogue yeah. about this last week yeah. of your convictions. And so it's hard because the church is participating yes. in this. It's confusing. It's very confusing. Totally and so I totally confusing. understand where these people are coming from. I mean, honestly, like I don't have the, we don't have all the answers to these because we're kind of confused in a sense too. All we can trust is the Holy Spirit inside of totally. us. I wonder if any of these girls have spoken to their pastors about it. Like, I don't think the church is right in everything they, that they do or everything that they say. Like, I am not saying that just because a church does something that as a Christian, you should defer to it and be like, oh, well, that's fine because the church did it or the church said it. Um, but I will say that like my church this weekend, everybody who was in students, they were posting on Instagram before weekend services, like come to service in your costume. Our leaders are going to be dressed up. We'll have a fun time. So people had their kids coming to church 
in costume and then thinking about things like summer camp people will be a red team or blue team and so you're supposed to dress up as the color that your team is or they'll have superhero day or different uh themed days during summer camp like would that be okay because it's during the summer or is it still a gray area is it still risky you know is it just a problem when it's on halloween or 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 what like genuinely what what's your opinion i would love to know how she would respond to that question. But um, in all seriousness, it's like if you feel so convicted about something and you feel that something's wrong and it's putting people's safety essentially at risk, which is what Brittany presented. That was an idea that she presented in her YouTube video with that article that she read. That's, she quoted this and said, if you dress up as something, even something like a mermaid, you are giving the devil legal rights to take over your body. And so if you are, if you feel that that is true, if that is truly a belief that you have, why, and you're so involved in your church, like you're so involved, you're there all the time, every weekend, like this is a big part of your life. Why would you not at least like write an email to your pastor's admin and be like, I'm really concerned about this, or I, I feel like this is a really dangerous thing. Can we talk about it? Can I get your insight on it? At least, like maybe depending on the, the size of your church, your pastor's not going to have time to like meet with you one-on-one -on -one and talk about it. But if it genuinely is something that you think is putting people's lives at risk, like it is putting their life and their salvation on the line, it would make sense to me that if you went to a church that was okay with trunk or treating, you would be like, hey, I want to talk to you about this. Like, I'm really, really concerned about this thing. Okay, so I just had like a, a million different side quests in my head because as I was speaking, I was like, maybe Brittany's talking about churches that she doesn't associate with. Like, maybe she's talking about other churches that do things to celebrate Halloween and her, Kelly, and Farron all go to churches that don't do anything to celebrate Halloween. So I'm like, let me like do a little bit of digging. Let's figure this out. From what I know and from what she has posted on social media, Brittany goes to a church called The House Fort Worth. I looked up their Instagram. They're having something called Wonka Fest on Halloween. And in the post where they're promoting it, this guy's dressed up as Willy Wonka. So yeah, my point stands. I was sitting here being like, wait, maybe I'm making a point that isn't even relevant because maybe the churches that they go to don't celebrate Halloween. But Brittany's posting about how amazing the, the house Fort Worth is and how she loves that you can attend church online and it's so spirit-filled. But they're, someone on their leadership team is dressed up as Willy Wonka and they're going to have Wonka Fest and a celebration on Halloween. So how does that fit in with your theology? Again, again, not to say that everything the church does is okay. Not to say that just because you attend a church means that you agree with everything said by leadership or everything that they do. But again, like if I were her, I would be like, I am concerned that churches do this and here's what I did in order to try and correct it. Like here's what I did out of concern for my fellow Christians and the people that go to the same church as me. And yet we haven't heard that. Maybe we will at some point, but it's just something that I picked up on. And when, when those convi convictions come like they did for you, Farron, and, and for you, Kelly, and for me, you have to yield to those. Yes. And you have to believe that the Holy Spirit knows what's best for us, yeah. even yeah. if it doesn't make sense in the worldly realm. And so it's like, 
yeah, if you want to kind of share a little bit more about that, because I know you had a lot to say about that last week, and it was so beautiful hearing it from a mother's perspective, because we're not moms yet, Kelly and I, yet, yes. keyword, it's we, coming. We will be. Um, we will be, That's yes. Right. But in the season, we haven't experienced that yet. And so, like, as a mom, how does it feel? Like, how, how do I word this? What is it like as a mom that feels convicted to not let your kids dress up versus like how you used to let them yeah. participate? Yeah. I think one of the things that the Holy Spirit revealed the most is that your number one job as a parent is to protect their eye gates and their ear gates wow, while they good. are growing yeah. up. I hate that. I hate when they use those terms, your eye gates and your ear gates. Like, I know what they're intending to say. I was going to be like, what does that even mean? I know what they're trying to say. It just... It, it, it's bothersome to my ear gates to hear them say ear gates and eye gates. And so, and this is where I feel like you can take it too far when you want to, like, you want your side about it to win, Mm -hmm. but I'm not talking about forever. And I'm not talking about the churches that, um, if you want to go evangelize when, um, you know, like on a night like this, I'm talking about when you have small children that don't know any better, your number one job is to protect them and protect what goes in their eyes and what goes in their ears. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is even now, we're like two weeks away from Halloween, walking around my neighborhood. When I go and run, I hear shrieks and screams mm. and um, like people that are like being murdered. I mean, yeah. from these, these things that you can buy and you put in your yard yeah. and there you cannot tell me that that brings you joy no. watching that. Yeah. And even my son who... You're saying that like the six foot tall inflatable Charlie Brown and, and Snoopy and the doghouse that goes in your front yard and is blown up and just held up by air and is there as a Halloween decoration. You're saying that that is killing people as ridiculous as what Farron just said is on a real note, that makes me incredibly concerned. Um, that sounds like religious mania that Farron is going for runs around her neighborhood and seeing Halloween decorations and then having auditory hallucinations. Like that makes me legitimately concerned for her. And I hope she's okay. I mean, that's, um, that's a lot. That's not healthy like to, to experience that if she genuinely is experiencing that instead of just saying it for the sake of this narrative. Um, is three. He he knows that there's a corner house in our neighborhood. Our neighborhood, and he literally asked me the other day because he felt it. He said, "Is it getting close to Halloween?" Wow. And you can't like wow. the spirit reveals to them. Yeah. And so, and I tell him we have nothing to be afraid of, mm-hmm. but I can see the look on his face oh, that there yeah. is fear there, yeah. and that is not from. First of all, you're probably encouraging the fear. You are probably inciting that fear in your child because they probably hear you talking about how satanic Halloween is. Second of all, he's probably seeing the decorations and being like, hey, mom, is Halloween coming up? Because those are not here year round. Those usually come up around Halloween. And I know he's three, uh, but like he's probably if it's not an indication because of the decorations outside, guarantee you he's heard about Halloween from somewhere else. People are talking about it. Maybe in Sunday school it's coming up or I don't know if their kids are in preschool. Maybe at preschool they're doing like fall celebrations. I don't know if she would let her kid go to like a daycare or a preschool or whatever. But like 
your kid doesn't live in a vacuum. Your kid exists in the world. And so one, he's probably heard you talking about it. Two, he's noticing his environment and being like, oh, is it getting close to Halloween? God. No. And so just as a parent, um, I'm not telling, I'm not saying I never let my kids dress up. So we have, you know, um, they like to be scientists. They like to be cowboys. We live in Texas and Mm -hmm. they can do that anytime we have a little drawer that they can do that, but we're not actively participating Mm -hmm. on the day of Halloween. Well, our friend, one of our friends, I think Christy, was it Christy that mentioned that her kids can dress up any day? of the year, except Halloween. And so I want to share this with you guys. So I read this, um, specifically, and I hope I'm saying his name, right. Um, Anton LaVey, who is the founder of the church of Satan. And I'm, I'm reading this word by word. This is from an article that I read. The founder of the church of Satan himself declared that by dressing up either by wearing a costume or by coloring oneself in celebration of Halloween, signifies that you allow Satan to own you. He further said that when you adopt the pagan practices, you subconsciously dedicate yourself to the devil. He took joy in Christians who take part in the tradition by saying, I am glad that Christian parents let their children worship the devil at least one night out of the year. Welcome to Halloween. LaVey's statement, sorry, this is kind of long. LaVey's statement is corroborated by a former Satanist, John Ramirez, who I... Highly encourage anyone to go listen to his testimony. And he said that when you dress up even as an angel or mermaid for Halloween, you give the devil the legal rights to change your identity. Ramirez further warned that there's much darker reality in Halloween beyond costumes and candy. The former Satanist turned Christian pastor said in an interview on CBS News, I was a general to the kingdom of darkness in witchcraft. I would sit with the devil and talk to him like I was talking to you today. It was that kind of communication. It was a relationship. That being said, I've come to realize that many Christians think we should just hide inside on Halloween. Um, blah, 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 blah. So anyways, oh. that like that is crazy. Hearing- Why would you do that? Why would you close out like a quote that you think is very serious and very like – this is what we need to listen to. We need to listen to these people who used to celebrate this demonic holiday and like want other people to fall prey to it by saying blah, blah, blah. Okay, but, uh, you know, I guess upon hearing both those quotes, it was very specific that dressing up on Halloween is what is what leads to um, demonic possession and, and like letting the devil take you over. It's just for Halloween. I don't know why it's just for Halloween, but I guess you can wear costumes on other days and that's fine. The devil's like, okay, I don't want to cause any problems. I don't want to get in any trouble. Um, So I'm going to be very strict about this. The only way I can take you over is if you dress up on Halloween. If it's after midnight, if it's November 1st, like if it's any other day, you're safe. Watch out for Halloween though a former Satanist say that like even just by participating as an angel or a mermaid or you know a superhero that you are literally giving Satan and the devil legal rights to change your identity that's terrifying and and I'm not even a parent yet I just that makes me feel so protective of children and and then it makes you reflect on your own life right because like y'all I've dressed up as so many things, my childhood, Mm -hmm. my crazy years, Mm -hmm. my pre-Jesus days. I've dressed up as a lot of things. And it's like, what was I 
what, what, what is there? Are there things, then it makes my mind go immediately. Like, is there things that I need to renounce and denounce that I've now partnered with without realizing it in that, the spiritual realm. And so, which that's a whole wormhole that we could go into that we won't, but it's just, yeah. So hearing your perspective as a mom and then hearing that article, it's just crazy. And Mm -hmm. then we talked about the other day too. Um, Halloween is the number one day for satanists to get married on. So, and you also have to understand that people of um, the Western culture think that marriage, you can just go and it doesn't matter if you get divorced and you remarry and all this stuff. You are in a legally binding covenant with somebody when you enter into marriage. Mm -hmm. And when you understand the spiritual realm, then that covenant Mm -hmm. has to have, um, there's like three things that every covenant has to have. And one of them is like blood sacrifice. And that's why we have the blood covenant of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. because of his blood that was shed for us. That is unbreakable. Um, but they shed blood on Halloween when they get married, they do it every Halloween, but, um, to get married to that because it's legally binding in the spirit and it gives, darkness, a false sense of, um, power. It is real because they only, how, how, how does, how does that work? Whose blood is being shed? What is going on? What are you talking about? Like literally Farron, my love, like, what are you talking about? Whose blood is being shed? Like, I, (laughs) I, I'm at a loss. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know how they think that a day can have so much power. And I'd I'd want to know how they feel about people who are born on Halloween. Like, are they just signed over to the devil, or do they not have any hope in, for salvation? What do you think? What they can't control when they were born. Their parents can't control when they were born. Like, if getting married on Halloween is something that's so dangerous and so destructive, I can only imagine that they must have the same thoughts about somebody who enters the world on Halloween have power when you relinquish your authority to them. And that's what you're doing on Halloween Mm -hmm. when you're partnering with the Mm -hmm. devil instead of partnering with God and what he says. Yeah. And it's so, it's just so crazy because it's always a counterfeit. Yes. Yes. It's like the devil can't create anything new. He's taking all of this from the creator. And just like you said, like Jesus Christ, like we have his blood and that's, what's so powerful. You say the devil can't create anything new, but humans can create new things, much like Anton LaVey did when he created the Church of Satan and presented all of these ideas. I would like Brittany to find a a historical record, like a historical source that she can use to back up her viewpoint. And that's not to say like Anton LaVey isn't part of history, um, but like something from before the 1900s, something from before he was born. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's sources that exist. I'm sure there's people who have been against Halloween and have had their qualms with it. So why are we using Anton LaVey? Like why are we using a, a relatively recent source to back this up instead of something that um like carries a instead of something that has a little bit more historical weight. Well, and then what what heals? Yeah. What what brings covenant? What 
I mean, that's what it is, is the blood. And then they're trying to do a counterfeit with their own blood. And it's like, you can try all you want, but like, that's not going to be as powerful as the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. I actually listened to a video today that was really interesting. It was, I know TikTok is not always the most reliable, but this was an interview with also a former Satanist. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and I don't know if it's levels or degrees. She was like deeply rooted in the Satanic church. And she was sharing in this interview about the power of the blood of Jesus from a satanic perspective. And she said, when I was in the church of Satan, I would try to, and I don't know a lot about astral projecting. I want to learn. She said, I would astral project myself specifically to target children at night. And she said, I could always tell when a child or a parent prayed over their child, because the second I tried to astral project, all I saw was a pool of blood that the child was laying in and it was the blood of Jesus. And she said it was so strong that I I had to remove myself immediately because it would start sending me down. Like, like she would just start like going frantic. Basically she was manifesting, right? We know what that is. And I was like, how crazy is that to hear that from a, obviously a dark perspective, right? But that just goes to show how powerful the blood of Jesus is and how powerful that's a lot. I'd be interested to know who exactly that was, like the name of the person talking about astral projecting and trying to terrify and harm children. Um, and again, I'm curious as to how that like connects to Halloween, unless they're kind of switching veins into talking about um, you know, knowing what you partner with and making sure that you are speaking protection over your life and your kids and stuff like that. But it's just like, that's a bold claim to make. And then just to just not provide any additional details. Like when you hear stuff like that, why would you not choose something that honors the Lord? Why? Why would you not choose Jesus? Why Why in the world? What makes you want to say, oh, you know, that's cool. But like, I actually just want to be in darkness for a day. Like, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Like, especially when kids are involved, like hearing that there's satanic people out there who are trying to astral project and, and target to our children. children. And then she said specifically that she had to wake them up in their subconscious. So like the child was obviously still sleeping, but to enter, she has to wake them up subconsciously a little bit. And that's when she would hit that, that wall in that pool of blood. And then she said there were also walls of fire, mm-hmm. which we know that Come isn't on. that in Zechariah, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. And so it's just like, when you hear things like that, what makes you want to go to that haunted house? What makes you want to go to that horror oh. store and and dress up as a demon or worse, right? Like like what 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 makes you want to do that? That's not fun. There, there's no joy in that. Just like you guys said. No. And the second I heard that, I mean, I- what does that have to do with Halloween though? Like other than the loose connection of her being a member of the Church of Satan and. Anton LaVey founding that church and then you reading a quote from Anton LaVey about how he loves Halloween because it lets little like Christians let their kids worship the devil for a day. That person doing that doesn't really have anything to do with Halloween. Okay, and just out of pure curiosity and due diligence, I was like, let me look up the Church of Satan and Halloween, because it's like maybe this is a big, like central part of how they practice their religion. Like maybe this is something that's really important to people who belong to the Church of Satan. Yes, I know Brittany read the Anton LaVey quote, but Anton LaVey 
like we kind of talked about in my last video, was a counterculturalist who really kind of, I, I think from what I know about him, kind of like got off on scaring people and like being freaky and being seen as obscene. Like he just wasn't a good person. And so it doesn't surprise me that even if he didn't like truly believe it, or even if this didn't have any significance to him, he might just off the cuff be like, you know, Halloween's great because it allows Christians to give their kids permission to worship Satan. And I just love that. It makes me so happy. I don't know if that's how the quote came about, but like, it wouldn't surprise me. So anyway, I'm like, maybe Halloween is just this really important day to the Church of Satan. That's why Brittany's bringing it up because this person was a former member of the Church of Satan and she was trying to harm kids. So I googled Church of Satan and Halloween. <laughs> this is from the Church of Satan website. And this is what comes up under their FAQ section on their website, uh, under the holidays section. And it says, what holidays do Satanists celebrate? Since Satanism is a self-centered religion, the highest holiday of the year would be the Satanist's own birthday, which needs no ritual but should be spent in doing things a Satanist would enjoy. So it's the Church of Satan isn't sitting here saying that like Halloween is their big gotcha day. It's the day that they love and that they revel in and it's super important to them. And they even have a section for Halloween that says, is Halloween important to Satanists? This is what it says. We see this holiday as the night when the mundane folk try to reach down inside and touch the darkness, which for Satanists is a daily mode of existence. Particularly in the United States, Halloween is a time for celebrating monster films, wearing costumes of macabre nature, and evoking the thrill of fun fear. Children of all ages can indulge their fantasies by donning costumes that allow for intense role-playing and the release of their demonic cores, the parts of their personalities often hidden from their friends, co-workers, and families. And demonic cores has quotes around it, so I don't really know what that means. If it's like a like a being spooky and dark, or if it's something that they really mean like seriously demonic, I don't know. Um, but it goes on to say, though there are traditions making this an occasion for recalling the dead, it has been popularized as a time to play with what historically were fears directed towards what we thought to be unquiet spirits of the departed and the grand traditional question trick-or-treat has become a means for fulfilling an indulgence in sweets without the need to resort to the optical coercion satanists embrace what this holiday has become and do not feel the need to be tied to ancient practices this night we smile at the amateur explorers of their own inner darkness for we know that they enjoy their brief dip into the pool of the shadow world we encourage their tenebrous fantasies, the candied indulgence, and the wide-ranging evocation of our aesthetics while tolerating some of the chintzy versions, even if it is but once a year. For the rest of the time, like, why are we using words that are so hard to pronounce? <laughs> I know how to read. Anyway, um, for the rest of the time, when those not of our meta tribe shake their heads and wonder at us, we can point out that they may find some understanding by examining their own All Hallows Eve doings. But we generally find it simpler to say, think of the Adams family and you'll begin to see what we're about. So yeah, they have some references to being like, see, you like dipping your toes in darkness. You like exploring what we live our lives doing. But it's not really like a, a thing that Satanists appear to be looking forward to all year and something that's really important to them and like an opportunity to cause harm to other people. 
again, I'm not trying to like do PR for the Church of Satan because I disagree with a lot of the tenets that they have. But if we're going to sit here and denounce something and be like, this is wrong and we don't think it should be celebrated, let's use a good combination of faith and logic and let's be reasonable and not just like take certain things and run with them because then I think it makes you um, less reliable. Like it makes you a little bit untrustworthy if you are just going to catastrophize everything and be like, oh my God, you know, like be so dramatic about stuff that maybe doesn't need to be um, super dramatized. I heard that probably a few years back um, when everybody was so vocal about uh, Halloween on social media. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, what's the what's the point? Like, what's the big deal? My nieces and nephews can dress up. We're not like, we're not chanting. We're mm-hmm. not, you know, doing Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just taking them around. They're just getting candy. It's not a big deal. But when I started hearing all these Satanists on social media talk about it, I'm like, Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. This is uh, why would I even want to entertain one yeah. second of this? Yeah. This is why it's so important for us to be so awake mm-hmm. in the spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like this is what I'm praying for. It's like, God, I want to be so awakened mm-hmm. because we're we're spiritual beings that live in a physical world, but yeah. we don't live like that. We yeah. live like we're we're physical beings um that have, you know, some sort of spiritual connection or whatever, but, um, we have to be so sober minded in this hour and so awakened in this hour. Mm-hmm. And that's just what my heart heart's yeah. cry is. I, I don't want to partner with any of that yeah. ever again. Amen. I think too, that the enemy has been lulling humanity to yes, sleep, putting us yeah. to sleep ever yeah. since, um, the, like when, ever since Jesus went to heaven, because, mm-hmm. He, we have gone so far from like our ancient cultures, totally. um, even just like really honoring Jesus and that Jesus was a Jew and God is the God of Israel. He hand chose yeah. the people of Israel to birth the Messiah from. Those are his chosen mm-hmm. people. And he gave them the Torah, which um, literally just even studying what they say and their blessings, um, they they declare who God is daily. So yeah. they're not confused. They're yeah. the only generation that knows who they are. They don't have um, questions about transgenderism or anything like this because every day they're confessing that they're made by the God of the the God of the universe. Yeah, and um, bigot. I feel like that's so important because we have become our own gods Mm -hmm. in America. We can have whatever we want, whenever Mm -hmm. we want. We can have any sexual desire we want. Mm -hmm. We can have any um, physical desire. And that's not, God did not design us for that. He designed us to desire him. And it's so important that if you don't know these things to go and research it out yourself, Mm -hmm. um, because that's the only thing that I can say is different is being filled with the Holy Spirit because I was one way and I didn't know all these things. Mm-hmm. I didn't have this wisdom. I didn't have um, the Holy Spirit inside bringing things mm-hmm. to life, yeah. taking scales off of my eyes yeah. that are on there yeah. um, and then coming and ha- and then feeling now. Yeah. I have the Holy Spirit inside of me that that shares with me his heart mm-hmm. when, he, when he doesn't yeah. have when he's telling you it doesn't honor him yeah. or it doesn't please him, or you are making agreements mm-hmm. that you are um, giving up your legal authority. Yes. Spiritual real estate. Well, it's like our country has turned to ball war- bail ball. I can never say bail, right. Bail, bail worship. <laughs> and like, it, 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 it's so true. Like I have as someone that used to enjoy watching horror movies. I mean, terrible, terrible Soft. things. Every, every Halloween I would go see the yes. song movies. I, I could never. I no, even see I'm so spiritually sensitive now. 
Like seeing how cold I was, I could watch that and then go to bed no problem, like two hours later, or go to a hundred. I'm so spiritually sensitive. I can't even watch Law and Order. Like I just, I'm so much more sensitive and so much more awakened than everybody else. It's wild. What the heck are you guys talking about? Farron, like respectfully, what, what are you saying? I know that was Brittany just talking, but Farron went on this like, this vocal journey that, that I'm like, what? You're a pastor according to your Instagram. So you should be like familiar with public speaking. I understand you're talking about people being spiritually asleep. And then you went into uh, the Jews being God's chosen people and people quoting the Torah daily. And that's why they're not confused about things. They know who their identity is in and people are just asleep. And it's like, I need to know the point that you're trying to make because you're not Jewish. And so are you saying that you're confused about who you are and what you're supposed to do? I don't know. Like, why don't you tell me? Like, here are things that I do daily. So I know that I find my my identity in Christ. And I know that I am uh, making the choices that the Lord would want me to make for myself and my family. Here are, the, here are the things that I do. Here's what I listen to. Here's what I engage in. Instead of just being like all over the place, talking about other people, other cultures, ancient cultures that you have no connection to and avoiding scary movies. This is really frustrating to listen to. I'm concerned. I got up to go to the bathroom and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the restroom and then I am going to grab a high noon to finish out the video. So I, I grabbed a pineapple one. Um, I've been into these lately. So the, the vodka sodas. And so I went and I grabbed one. But on my way to the kitchen, I passed the living room and my husband was watching Hocus Pocus too rescue house and just get scared out of my ever loving mind and be completely fine the second I got back in my car. Laughing, laughing. Yes. Yes. But now, I mean, I see a commercial for a demonic movie on TV oh. and I'm reaching for the it's remote oil. and speaking in, speaking in tongues. Oh, yes. Because yeah. I can't, no, I'm so you. sensitive to that now. Cause once you have that Holy spirit, totally. the conviction starts to come in and you start, you know, let those who have eyes to see, see. That's right. And, and Again, this is giving signs of religious mania, speaking in tongues simply because you saw a preview for a scary movie on TV. Um, I, as much as I hate to say this, I genuinely hope she's lying. Like, I hope that she is just playing this up for social media and for the podcast. And same goes for Farron and Kelly because it, it, it would be um, my opinion that if this is your reality, if you are just hearing screaming, hearing people being in pain because you saw Halloween decorations, if you feel that it is imperative to speak in tongues because you saw a scary commercial that is emblematic of someone who is deeply unwell, that is somebody who does not have a healthy relationship with their religion. And so again, I hope she's lying. I hate to say it, but it's true. I, I I genuinely hope that she is just lying to seem more spiritual or religious than she actually is when she says that. We say all of this as a perspective of like, if God can do it for us, 
I mean, when I say I used to love horror movies, it was every day, every weekend with my friends. That was just what we did as teenagers. And then even into my 20s, like going to haunted houses and just terrible things, right? Like if God can change our hearts and our perspectives and give us these convictions, he can do it for anyone listening to this. Because I know there's a lot of people that are listening to this that are going to say, well, like, yeah, but ask the Lord. Yes. Pray. Because we can try to justify things in our own strength. We're naturally like there's there's people that want to walk that line. And I'm telling you, like, just like Farron said earlier, we have ear gates and we have eye gates and we're called to guard those with our whole heart and trust the Holy and uh, invite the Holy Spirit into that because you're giving up spiritual real estate. You're literally giving them pieces of your soul, whether you believe that or not. And you're letting them come in and change your your identity. Well, I think that's the issue. I think majority of Christians don't want to see the truth. Mm hmm. Because yeah. once you see it, then you're responsible for it. Yeah, absolutely. So I – and I mean you're going to be held accountable. So mm-hmm. it's like well, the second you listen to this uh, podcast, you're held accountable because now you know. Now you know the yeah. truth. And it's like uh, – Now you know the truth. We're not judging you. We're not saying that you shouldn't celebrate Halloween or that you're a bad Christian if you do. But you know the truth now. So what are you going to do since you've heard this podcast? I never wanted to believe this, you know, I felt like I always knew deep down that it was wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I was raised in church, but I didn't necessarily follow, you know, pick up my cross and follow the Lord daily like I do now. And Mm -hmm. so that's the issue. People don't want to see, they're like, oh no, that's not real. And it's like, we have to wake people up to the reality that this is so real. Yeah. The church, people who have the Holy Spirit inside of them need to be talking about this because I didn't know that Christians didn't do Halloween. Mm -hmm. Real Christians that follow Jesus didn't do Halloween until like four, three, four years ago. Same. Wow. So what I hear when she says that is that you are not a real Christian who follows Jesus if you celebrate Halloween, but they're not here to judge you. They're not here to tell you what to do, but if you celebrate Halloween, you're not a real Christian who actually follows Jesus. Oh, I where why was this not talked about all my life? Because yeah. we we don't know the truth. Mm-hmm. And so this is an opportunity to And also, where does Jesus say not to celebrate Halloween? Where in scripture does it specifically forbid celebrating a holiday that did not exist as we practice it today back when the Bible was being written? go search out truth. And I've seen it. I've seen it be nothing but a blessing to my life. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, and here's the thing. It's not popular to talk against Halloween. Look at It's a billion dollar industry, right? Of course they're, of course it's not popular because it's more popular to just blend in with the world, but we're not called to blend in with the world. Like we're called to be the salt and the the light of the earth. Mm -hmm. And if we, yeah, if we yielded to our convictions I mean, we were just talking about this over dinner while we were eating yummy chili. Yes. Okay, <laughs> like, I I felt so just burdened earlier and not in like a bad way. Just it was like the Lord was just wrecking my heart of everyone that is a Christian that has a platform and, and even not people that don't have platforms, right, that are just blending in. And I'm like, we are literally encouraging people to go to hell. We are letting people go to hell, the person oh. at the coffee shop, the person at the grocery store, the person behind you in traffic. And if if we just spoke, no matter yeah. how unpopular it is, no matter totally. how many people you follow, unfollow or 
followers you lose or people that now don't like you that used to like you like it that, that it doesn't matter no. like mm-hmm. that's not what this life is about and I have to remind myself of that too because it's not easy speaking on these things but if totally. you can lead one person back to Christ mm-hmm. like for freedom to get out of the darkness out of this Amen. demonic witchcraft Amen. stuff mm-hmm. that it's not just Halloween no it's it's heightened on Halloween yes. but that stuff you know demon if you open a door to a demon it's not just going to come for one night he's going to come and stay Mm. and then he's going to try to invite more and and more totally yes and i think that's such a good example of what the bible says is to be in the world and not of the world Mm -hmm. so what a good opportunity as a christ follower to be like you know what i'm in this world the world celebrates halloween the Mm -hmm. world you know loves it and i'm in the world i'm not going to partake in that Mm -hmm. because the bible says that i'm to be holy as he is holy yeah and this doesn't Mm -hmm. like exemplify anything Mm -hmm. with holiness. Mm -hmm. And then you have the people that are like, well, what about like, it's such a good ministering opportunity. Like, and I, and and into that, that was another question I think on the list, Britt. Um, I know Christians that have. Yeah. I thought they were going to be answering questions. There's only one that's been brought up so far up until just now when Farron said that, and we're 25 minutes into this. Also, Brittany's description said that they were going to discuss the demonic roots of Halloween, and I don't think they've covered that. Maybe in their mind, like everything that they've talked about so far about the connection to Satanism and Anton LaVey and how you're giving the devil legal rights to take over your body, like maybe to them, that's what they consider the demonic roots of Halloween. For me, I think it would be interesting to hear Brittany and Farron and Kelly explain how Halloween got started how it has evolved over time. Who were the first, you know, cultural group to celebrate Halloween? What was the initial intention behind it? And how have things changed? How has it become modernized? Does it look like what it did 100 years ago? Because the answer is no. But all we've heard is, oh, Anton LaVey said that the devil can take over your body if you wear a costume. But Anton LaVey didn't invent Halloween. So, like, we have some gaps in knowledge here. That I think if I were a follower of any of these three ladies, like I would want to know, I would be curious about. But in any case, we do have about 23 minutes left of this episode, so maybe they'll get to it and maybe they will actually start answering the questions that were submitted by Brittany's Instagram followers. Felt called from the Lord to go out and minister on Halloween. And if that's what he tells you to do, go do it. But I... I think you can still do it without having to partake and dress up and and trick or treat and like all the things like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can go and do, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know about passing out candy. I think that's a conviction that maybe you would have from the Holy Spirit, but like going out and actually walking around where people are walking. Like, I think that would be such a cool opportunity to go and witness if that's what he's calling you to do. Yeah. And that's the thing is that's, what's so beautiful about this conversation is everyone has different convictions. Like I've seen people online that have, they pass out candy, but they put Bible scriptures around it. And I'm like, good for you. Like they're praying over their candy. That candy's anointed. Mm. Like, hallelujah. (laughs) Give me some anointed candy. (laughs) We were just talking about how it's poison. It's such poison to the body, but maybe if you pray over it, it's okay. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's okay if you pray over it, but don't pray over your pizza because if you do that and then you eat pizza, it's a slap in the face to God, according to Brittany.
but do something to get moving. Eating foods that nourish your body. I know this isn't gonna be popular for some people, but sometimes we slap God in the face by asking him to bless pizza for the nourishment of our body. And I just picture God saying like, what? Trying to justify sugar. Y'all can only see our facial expressions right now. Okay, I am so anti candy. It's not even funny. It is straight poison. It gets your teeth. If you don't want no teeth, you have all the candy you want. I do not let my kids have any candy. But no, for real, I I honor the people that. Um, but also, do you? Have- <laughs> Stop. <laughs> if we should have been in this one, <laughs> we didn't know what going off about candy. Um. I feel like you have to have direct um, words from the Lord to Mm -hmm. operate in these spaces. Yes. There are so many stories where people went without wisdom from the Lord Mm -hmm. and you have to face it. The enemy does have a sort of authority and power. And on that day, it is so heightened that the power is uh, prevalent for those who don't know. And you are, you're giving it up. And so you have to have specific words from the Lord, not just this yeah. is a good idea. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. to be the Lord told me to do yes. this because he sees something that maybe I can't see. Yes. And like we talked about, if if you are doing that and you're older and you're with a group of people, you're not doing it by yourself, um, the Lord has you on an assignment. That yeah. is completely different than just wanting to partake yeah. and finding a way to be a part of it without trying to say that you're not fully a part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so if I were a follower of any of these three, my question right after that would be, well, how do I know if it's the voice of the Lord? What can I do to facilitate that connection? How can I make sure that I am listening with discretion and I am doing what I need to do to have a strong connection to God so that way I know that I am hearing the Lord's voice, that I know this is coming from divine, I should follow this. All we ever hear in general is things to avoid, things not to do, things that are bad, things that are off limits. It's all no, 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 blocking this, cutting that, breaking the binds of this, discarding it. It's never, here's how to facilitate this thing. Here's how to strengthen your faith. They talk all the time about personal convictions and their own beliefs from their own experiences, but they're not going to tell you how to make sure that you are trusting the Holy Spirit within yourself and essentially like trusting your gut and what it looks like when something is coming from God. They're not interested in like strengthening your relationship and your connection to the divine. They're just interested in telling you all of the things that you should be afraid of and be be terrified of and avoid. Or here's the thing. I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's a good witnessing opportunity. And I'm like, yeah, but do you really witness? Exactly. But do you really? Or yeah. is that just you just trying to make an justify excuse it. and justify yeah. that this is okay? Because, oh, I'm, I'm, cause I'm just going to love people while I'm out there. Yes. Jesus yeah. didn't die just so we could love people. Yeah. What about the Great Commission? Yes. Yeah. And people, okay, yeah. people are only <laughs> going to be free when they want freedom. Mm-hmm. The people on Halloween, they don't want freedom. Yep. They are not wanting to hear what you have to say. So that's why unless the Lord told you, woke you up in a dream and said, there's going to be a girl dressed up as whatever, and you need to go talk to her, then yeah. that's a divine appointment from the Lord that you are commissioned out on an assignment. Yes. But it is completely different if you're just going out just to go out yeah. and saying in the name of the Lord. Yes. Well, I mean, I agree what you're saying, but I also like think that Sometimes he doesn't have to tell people that. Sometimes he can just say, yeah, I want you to show up at this place and I'm going to show up and show out, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think it can be a mixture of both things. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. One scripture that I think fits this conversation is Ephesians 5, 7 through 15. Yeah. I don't know why I put a question mark on the end of that. Because we're not scholars and Amen. everybody needs to fact check yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go read this for yourselves. Hold hold what we don't hold what we say to be true. Test read it for the yourselves. Word. Yes. Um, so it says, So strong. live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right mm-hmm. and true. Mm-hmm. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Amen. Oh, and gosh. I feel like that So live as people of light, but don't love them. Because Jesus didn't die for us to just love people. We should be going out there and condemning their actions and telling them that they're engaging in demonic activity because their kids dressed up as a cowboy on Halloween. They're dressed up as a cowboy and it wasn't Halloween, it would be okay. But because it's Halloween, they're dancing with the devil. Do I have that right? Fun, unrelated Bible trivia, God's love for us is mentioned over 300 times throughout the Bible. Just something to keep in your back pocket. It is a very fitting scripture for the month of Halloween. Just, I mean, and that's what we're here to do is to try to just expose the reality of all of this. Um, Like I briefly mentioned earlier, John Ramirez, and I wanted to drop this in while I'm thinking about it. Isaiah Salvador, who mm. all three of us are huge fans of, so cool. of his ministry, he has an incredibly powerful interview with John Ramirez, who, like I said earlier, is a former Satanist. Um, like high priest. I've heard of Isaiah Salvador, but I've never watched any of his content or really looked into him. So I'm not sure what they're going to say, but I don't really have any background to counter or like go against anything that they might present here. Yes. Like not just like low yes. Joe Satan. He was in mm-hmm. since I think he said seven years old is when he got called wow, and he was dedicated wild. to Satan. Wow. Yeah. So he is a crazy radical testimony of how he encountered the and Lord and got out of it. He shares he like murdered people, right? Uh, sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. Like, there were, there were some in this interview that he said he, he actually couldn't say cause it was on YouTube and he's like, we'll get blocked and banned. So I was like, just, you know, you can take that for what it is. You need to wake up that this stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. Listen to the experts. Yes. Yes. And, and that's, that's the thing is like, if you can hear people that were in former, former. That sounds a little bit fishy to me. I am kind of getting teal swan vibes. And I know that people are murdered on a daily basis. I know that dark stuff exists in our world, but for somebody to get on YouTube and say that they engaged in human sacrifice. I'm like, either you know something I don't, like you have some unnamed government FBI connection that's going to protect you from facing legal repercussions for this, or you're lying, which is more likely. Really in the occult and witchcraft like that, how can you not want to turn from those wicked ways when you suddenly hear that? Right. Yeah, so. I agree. So I think to going back to the origins, origins, origins. Mm-hmm. Um, I can never uh, say that I word. <laughs> um, running on like two hours of sleep. But yeah, we're all tired, but yeah. we're here. The Lord's using us. Yes. Um, the Halloween stemmed from mm-hmm. Kelly. You got the what the Sam Hain 
Oh, Sawin. Sawin. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Which doesn't, it doesn't look anything like Sawin, but that's how you, anything like it. Yeah. That's how you say no. it. And I feel like, um, even shout out to Kevin Thomas. He, he goes by, uh, King Cat. We love you, Instagram. King Cat. Would you join our podcast? <laughs> yes. Um, he says that the Sawin mm-hmm. is the witch's new year mm-hmm. and Sawin wow. is the day of Halloween. Wow. And so we have to understand it is such a spiritual world and that if this is like their new year, this is their new year. Who is that guy? Is he an historian? Like, does he have background knowledge on this? Is he somebody who works in like cultural and historical fact? Or is this somebody who's kind of like you guys and is like a social media Christian influencer? Party. They want everyone to be so deceived as they do sacrifices and they do spells. People think, haha, a spell. Yeah. That literal words have power. Yeah. Life power and death. Are in the and tongue. so they are yeah. cursing mm-hmm. everything that's mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. this day. And, and you're agreeing with it. When yeah. you do it, you mm-hmm. agree with it. Those curses come upon your life. Who is they? And literally only the blood of Jesus can set you free. Amen. So good. That's yeah. So good. I, I read a post from um, Kevin and he said that these people say that the spirits are able to roam freely as the veil. These people who? between our world and theirs is at the thinnest point on the night of October 31st. Wow. It's like, why would we want to partner with that? Exactly. Yeah. I I just don't understand what makes people want to say, oh yeah, like this sounds great. This this sounds like a great idea. And again, it's, it's tough. Oh, I totally forgot that we have questions. Oh yeah. We have other questions. We just went went on like a 30 minute tangent. So that's all we're getting as far as the origins of Halloween go wow okay so kevin king cat who they were talking about is a religious influencer and anti-vaxxer who he's got a bone to pick with halloween he has a um, halloween highlight reel on his instagram where he talks about how hocus pocus was created to prime children to accept halloween and everything that it stands for He literally says, let's just start here. This 1993 cult classic that was the perfect example of predictive programming whilst subliminally appropriating the occult to a generation of children to get them to accept not only Halloween, but everything that comes with it. That's definitely a rabbit hole that I am going to go as far down as possible after I get done filming out of pure curiosity. But... Um, long story short, to answer my own question, no, he's not an historian. He's a religious influencer. Like Brittany, Farron, and Kelly. Where are his sources? Where is he getting his information from? And how do you feel okay getting on a podcast and being like, they call it the witch's hour. They call it the witch's day. They are doing this without clarifying who the heck you are talking about or who Kevin's talking about. Like, give us these details here. You're just sitting here being like, they did this. Who? You know, someone called me an owl in the comment section of a live stream that I did probably like two years ago. It was about, um, the Katie Joy and Tati lawsuit. And so every time I ask who in a video, I just think of that comment and I'm like, I do sound like an owl, but it's a valid question. Who, who, who is they? Thank you, Lord. Um, okay. So yeah, we already hit the dressing up. 
Um, isn't this an easy way to meet your neighbors and start building relationships for Christ? No, because nope. like Farron said, some cookies and take them any other day yeah, of the year. Yeah. I feel like we've already touched on this. And here's the thing. If you need Halloween to go out and meet people and evangelize, are you really evangelizing? Yes, <laughs> you have to be like, honest with yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm why, trying why not to laugh. Why haven't you introduced yourself the other 364 <laughs> days of the year? <laughs> I'm really trying not to laugh, but like, you know what I mean? Like, so true. there could be plenty of reasons for that. Maybe you are socially anxious. Maybe you think it's weird to just approach people. Maybe it, it hasn't occurred to you. Maybe you've been busy with a move and then you're like, oh, it's Halloween. Like I can finally go out. I ha- I'm planning to go out with my kid. We're going to trick or treat. I can finally meet my neighbors. This is great. Like there's plenty of reasons why someone might not have gone and introduced themselves to their neighbors prior to Halloween. True. That ain't it, sis. If you really need <laughs> if you really need Halloween to go out and evangelize to your neighbors. What? No. No, <laughs> that's, honey. That's not it. Now now if you're evangelizing three hundred and sixty four days and you want to throw Halloween and that and that's your conviction and calling, then sure. Go for it. Lean into it. If that's what the Lord just like Farron said, if that's what the Lord has called you and commissioned you to do, go for it. Do it, sister. We have nothing wrong with that. But if you're only evangelizing yes. on Halloween. Yeah. Then- that's like that's what it's like when people say, "Well, Jesus drank wine." If that's the closest you are to Jesus, is when you're drinking and there, drunk. It, there is something else more going on, and He has so much more for you than that. Yes. Totally. Oh, I'm laughing at the drunk part because I've been that girl. I oh my! Same. Okay, okay, we have to talk about this. I don't know if we want to talk about this tonight. Yeah, we or can on a different podcast. But apparently, it's a thing to. Um, smoke weed and read the Bible or smoke really? things oh, and yeah. read the Bible yeah, or get drunk and read the Christians Bible. Christians do that. It like puts it and they actually do like mushrooms and then it puts them in this state of like euphoria and they feel what? like it's this weird deception that's crawling into the church. Nope. Um, yeah, I mean, we can maybe talk that about that later. That means demons but. are and reading you the Bible, yes. distorting What? Everything. I know, it's, it's bad. And lately, we should do a whole podcast over that. And shadow work bad. journaling, have y'all heard of this? Yeah, well, I want to, I want, we need to called? dive into that. I don't shadow know a lot work. about it. Never it's been it. trending on my page. So I wanted to look it up. And I said, why is this trending on my TikTok? Uh-huh. Because it seems like witchcraft. Oh. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> they call it the devil's lettuce for a reason. If you consume cannabis and then you read the Bible, you're not actually reading the Bible. Demons are reading the Bible to you. We might have to flesh that one out. To me, it is. But Christians are saying that they feel connected to God through this. And they're getting rid of demons by doing this. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. You just need Jesus to get rid of those demons. They're they're gone. They have no authority here. You don't need all this other stuff mm-hmm. that they're just adding into the mix and it's leading people astray. Yes. It's, I don't know a lot about it. I really, it's like, I don't. Then how can you make a judgment on it? I don't know. When she says shadow journaling to me, the first thing that pops into my head is like automatic writing, which is kind of where you just start. This is completely like simplifying the concept um but it's like you have an intention for your journal entry and then you start journaling and you just write whatever comes out like whatever your hand does that's what you put down and some people will get into a state where they're not consciously making that choice it's just like flowing through them and so if that's what Brittany's talking about with shadow journaling my question would be isn't that like you speaking in tongues it's just with 
with your hand and, and a journal instead of your mouth. But we're still here. Like, that's demonic. That's negative. That's of Satan. You should avoid that. You should be scared of that. You shouldn't let that into your life. I'm talking about all these things that we hate and that we should avoid and that are not of the Lord instead of telling people how to foster a positive relationship with God, instead of telling people, here are the things that we think you should be engaging in. Nope, it's it's fear-mongering, it's talking about how things are demonic, it's taking stances on things that you don't even know about, because she just said that she hasn't looked into shadow journaling, but it is demonic and people should avoid it, that's not of the Lord. I get so passionate about this stuff. I don't want to learn about it because it's going to fire me up, but maybe it needs to, maybe it needs to, because it takes people like us to speak up on these things, just like Halloween. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise people don't know and they're deceived. They're completely led astray. In the Bible, it talks about, um, give no way to sorcery, Mm -hmm. witchcraft, um, necromancy, all these things. Yes. And I feel like we have to understand that there were people that went against the rules of Jesus. This happened ever before um, yeah. he came to earth and then mm-hmm. after because you're in search of this false knowledge and, and false. Um, you want to be the Lord yeah. ship and have power when he has all power and authority. So I thought this was really, we have to understand this. What is the occult, which also stems from paganism, which stems from the Bible. Um, Literally, Jesus told his disciples, hey, y'all, we are going to Caesarea Philippi. And they were shocked. They literally said, why would we go there? Caesarea Philippi are where the gates of hell were. And it was like a red light district in their world. And they would have been, they would have avoided any contact with that area. And that's where all the pagans were because they were having orgies in the streets. Mm -hmm. They were doing all these drugs. They were doing blood sacrifices. They were murdering children and all of this stuff in the name of their gods. And so um, it has all stemmed from that and the occult is a plethora of things, which includes mediums, which the Bible talks about. Mm. So also you have to understand all of this. Isn't the occult the study of the unknown? Okay, so the Oxford Dictionary definition of occult is supernatural, mystical, or magical beliefs, practices, or phenomena. And I know that when people hear occult, they usually um, like get images or they think of things that are a little bit less mainstream. Maybe they think of like, witchcraft, spiritualism, um, maybe Satanism pops up, like things that aren't necessarily mainstream religion. But I would consider Christianity to be interested in the supernatural. Like if you believe in a savior that was born of a virgin, had a ministry on earth that included healing the blind healing people who had leprosy, which was just an awful, devastating um, skin condition that also contained some cultural aspects and judgments based on people who had leprosy, Um, helping people walk again who couldn't walk, stopping mysterious bleeding that had been going on for years and years and years, bringing people back from the dead, dying himself, and then coming back to life three days later, only to ascend to heaven in front of his followers. If you don't consider that like mystical or magical, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, maybe in connotative terms, when people hear a cult, they don't think Christianity. But I I personally consider it to fall under that umbrella. Anyway, back to Farron's point, talking about Jesus taking his disciples to Caesarea Philippi. Um... 
I don't know what that has to do with Halloween other than I guess she's talking about the occult and pagan beliefs because that is a place where a lot of pagan worship took place and um, according to pagan beliefs, the gates to hell were located there. I don't know if that's necessarily a Christian belief or if it's more of a like metaphorical example being used to say like, hey, we're going to go to some of the, like, we're going to go to the place where the most depraved things are happening, where people are worshiping idols, where they're engaging in human sacrifice, where like all of these dark things are, are going on. Pagans believe this place to be the gates of hell. And we all know this, but let's go because by going here, we're going to prove that we're not afraid of these things. We're not afraid of the darkness of the world and the evils that can happen. But I, I don't know what point Farron's getting to. So I guess I should just let her talk and let her finish. This is real. Mm -hmm. Mediums are real. Psychics are real. Witchcraft is real. Mm -hmm. And so the, the it, but it's a counterfeit Total to what counterfeit. Jesus yes. offers. You can have spiritual experiences in the throne room. That is way better than well, yeah, because they're just demon. talking to Absolutely. demons, yes. and we're talking to actual exactly the Holy the Spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So mediums, uh, clairvoyance, psychics, spiritists, and diviners, mystics and shamans, gurus astral travel, Ouija boards, tarot cards, etc. That all um, occultism now includes astrology, Satanism, the Kabbalah. What website is she reading from? Gnosticism. I don't even know what theosophy is. Witchcraft theosophy? and many forms of serious magic forbidden by God. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, that just invites demonic activity into your life, whether people know it or not. Yeah. And I mean, the Bible says that there there should be no other gods before me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And when you're doing all of this stuff, you are putting other things above Jesus yes. Christ. Mm -hmm. And yes. that is yes. not setting you up for success. Yeah, absolutely. I think something too that a lot of people don't understand, you know, because we obviously know the the complexities of this and the, the different levels of the demonic realm, but there's a lot of people that don't. And then they hear these things and they're freaked out, especially if they're the mom or the wife of the house because they're like, oh, whoa, whoa. like now I'm the gatekeeper, right. biblically speaking, like right. according to Proverbs 31, I think. Um, so then they freak out because they're like, well, how do I protect my house from this? So like maybe we could walk through some practical tips on how to okay. protect your home, steward your home, anoint your home, mm -hmm. pray over your home. The, not only just this time of the year, but obviously this time of the year because everything time, is heightened, yeah. but right. year round. Let's go. Because I want to hear people come and go and people can bring spirits into our home, whether we realize that or not, like yeah. they, like things come and go and, and it's just, you have to constantly be yeah. like alert. And when and you aware. don't know your authority, they stay. Yes. Totally. Exactly. I think it's important to know, like practically if you are convicted right now of something that you've done mm -hmm. to repent and mm -hmm. ask the Lord to forgive you for that. Mm -hmm. um, but then it's also important for you to renounce those things and denounce those things. First. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think either. I don't, yeah. I think it way. renounce and denounce, repent and I mean, turn. As long as you're doing both of them, I think you're yeah. good. I don't know the order, but, yeah. um, but yeah, renouncing these things and, um, and then just like anointing your house with oil mm -hmm. and start, if you speak in tongues, like start filling the atmosphere with mm -hmm. prayers from heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
putting the oil, you know, on your, your, your doorpost. Practical questions from people who would be looking to these three. Where do I get the oil? What kind of oil do I use? Do I have to do anything to the oil once I get it? How do I renounce something? How do I denounce something? Is it a matter of just verbally saying I renounce and I denounce this? Or is there something else I need to do? How do I use the anointing oil on my doorframe? How do I use this in real life? How do I develop the gift of speaking in tongues? Is it something that I can develop? Is it something that I'm born with? Is it something that will be revealed to me at, at another place or another time once I'm more spiritually developed? Am I out of luck? What do you mean if I speak in tongues? What if I've never spoken in tongues before? How do I know if that's something that I can do? How do I know if that's something that I can do and that it is a gift from the Lord instead of something that is coming from a demonic place? This is the part that we're missing here because in theory, you are putting out this podcast to share new information with Christians in order to change their mind. And so in your head, you are more knowledgeable than the people who are listening to this podcast about the spirit realm and how to be a good Christian. And so logically, you would think that if you are an instructor, a leader, a teacher, a pastor, which Farron claims she is, Farron's apparently a pastor, you would say like, here's what I think you should do. And if you've never done it before, here's some stuff to note. But in my mind, they're not speaking as educators. They're speaking as people who have appropriated religious practices that they have no interest in sharing with the world. They do it as a matter of being performative of, look at me, here's what I do. Here's how I speak in tongues. Here's the anointing oil. We're, we're sprinkling anointing oil over a case of liquid death that was donated to people who needed food and, and drinks donated to them. Um, liquid death, by the way, is canned water. So anyway... I shouldn't complain too much because at least they are telling their audience to do something instead of to not do something or to avoid it. So, hey, I asked for it and in a sense, they delivered. So mm -hmm. your house and just your walls mm -hmm. and everything, I think that's like practically what you can do. Yeah. Um, and then do that often. Yeah. You know, and then obviously if you build an altar in your home and yeah. your living room and whatever rooms, like, and mm -hmm. if you're seeking God daily in your house, like what is in your house? Mm -hmm. It's goodness. You've got the Holy yeah. Spirit. You've got the Spirit of God. You've got angels warring around. I mm -hmm. mean, like, you know, when you do that, it just really keeps you protected from that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think too, um, reading the word of God and knowing the word of God and what it says, mm -hmm. um, filling your house, literally reading the word of God totally. out loud, yeah. um, and pleading the blood of Jesus. And yes. we have to understand that this, these are all practicalities, but you have to have your own revelation and belief of what it does. Mm -hmm. So we have the fullness of the revelation that we are covered under the blood of Jesus. Yeah, and we have yeah. a blood covenant that cannot be broken with yeah. him. And so you have to study and, and spend time with him and ask him to show you what he died for and mm -hmm. what you have access to as a child in the kingdom of God. You, He is higher than every other kingdom. He is the king of kings, and that is you engrafted in. And so we don't have to fear these things because we he gave us all authority. Yeah. Totally. And then it is under our feet, and then we just get to literally with joy. We, I'm not saying be shivering, putting oil on your house. You, mm -hmm. you can be dancing with joy Amen. saying no spirit can come in this Amen. house, but the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. Yeah. And just laugh without fear. Yes. That's right. I need somebody <laughs> to go back and do like an amen counter. Cause that was three just now from Brit. 
Yes. It's not a, once you have that understanding and like you said, that revelation that we walk in authority, we're literally called to crush the scorpion's head and stomp on serpent's heads, like with our heel, like heel bruise our heel, will crush his head. Yeah. I'm trying I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but and, and Jesus said, like, you will do all of these things yes. that, that I did. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't speak in, if you don't have a heavy, heavenly language, just play worship. And like, like they said, pray. Um, and I think to one of the comments that I've seen, cause I, I posted that video recently of y'all know that weird voice on the podcast that yeah. was not, it's still so since chills down my spine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I anointed my house immediately when I got home yeah. from the gym after listening to that. And, and there were some questions of like, oh, so like the oil protects you? And I was like, no, this is an act of faith. It's not the oil. that The oil is an act of faith. So you have to have the faith to match that so because, good. yeah, it's it's oil and it's you're praying over it and consecrating it, right? And it's anointed, but that is not what covers so you. Good. It's the blood of Jesus. And so you have to make sure that you have the faith when you put that cross over your door, when you put that cross of oil on your window, you guys have seen there every mirror in this house, every window is covered with a cross of oil. You have to have the faith to match that, to know that when I do this, my house is covered by the blood of Jesus. And, and I think that's kind of where there's a disconnect because people don't have the faith yes. to match it. Yes. Cause you don't read the word and what it says. Yes. And let yes. it speak to you. That's, yes. That's true. If you got a lot of questions about it, why wouldn't you do like a podcast episode about it or a YouTube video about how you use your anointing oil and like answering all these people's questions? Clearly, it's something that people are interested in. You're saying it's something that you do every day, all the time, every mirror, every window, and it's just a way to kind of physically represent your faith. I mean, as Christians, we know that we don't need that. We don't need these physical representations of faith. We just need to have faith in Jesus. We don't need to do the rituals, really. That's kind of the whole point of Jesus coming and giving us salvation is that all we need to do to have access to eternal life, according to our belief system, is to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, that he came to earth, that he died for our sins, and that we believe in him and we want to follow him. We have to make that declaration And that's it. Like, we don't have to do anything. A lot of us do um, participate in having communion on a weekly basis. But other than that, we don't need the physical acts of doing these other things. And so if it's an important part of your faith, if that is something that you are saying like, yeah, it's a physical representation of how much I trust God and it's something really important to you and it's something that you got a lot of questions about, I would think that maybe you would want to put that knowledge out there. Maybe do a podcast episode about it. Maybe do a YouTube video. I don't know, but share that information if you think that it is something that is so incredibly important that you keep bringing up but not fully explaining. But I think too that just something that I pray and ask, I ask that God would give me like deeper revelation knowledge Mm -hmm. of what the cross really means and what his blood shed for me, poured out for me means. Um like I ask that almost every day. Like I want to know, it's like, I do know, but I think we can just know more and more and more and Mm -hmm. more, you know? And so yes, read the word. What do you, what do you mean? You want to know more about what it meant that Jesus died for you? I'm confused on that point. And I'm not trying to be like sarcastic. I genuinely don't know what she means. That builds your faith yeah. because Hebrews talks about that, right? 
Um, but for sure, like sincerely asking for a deep revelation knowledge of what God, you sent your son for me. Like, I need to know a deeper revelation of that because I think once we know him more, like Mm -hmm. that's going to provoke you to only want to do what pleases him. Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to toggle along the line of, well, maybe I might want to do that. It's like, no, I only want to do what pleases you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's so good. Wow. Y'all, I feel like we've hit some big topics on this episode. Yeah. I feel good. (laughs) I was like so nervous about this. And now looking back, I'm like, that was so the enemy. Oh my gosh. That was so the enemy. Yeah. (laughs) Look at the Holy Spirit working through us, making a vessel for his kingdom. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I'm like looking at some of these questions. We literally, like that's, that is what is so cool about the Holy Spirit. Not once, one time I looked at these questions and I was looking at the very first one. We touched every single question Praise of these the seven. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I, I really think we did. That is Prove wild. It. That is amazing. You think you did? Prove it. Read the questions. I want to know. <laughs> Curious minds want you to read the questions. Dang. Oh, well, I love that. I think that wraps it up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just if there was a few other people Please. that we wanted to have them follow. I know Jenny uh, Weaver's worship. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And she, you know, talks a lot about Halloween. Mm-hmm. We already told you all about King Cat. Um, Isaiah Salvador. Isaiah Salvador. Vlad. I can never say his last name. Yeah. yeah. Pastor Vlad. Right. We'll just we call him Pastor all Vlad. Of them in the bottom. VLAD yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And um, a John oh, Yeah. This is totally unrelated. There's a guy who has a YouTube channel. It's called The Honest Youth Pastor, I think, and I keep getting recommended a video where it's um, it's like a sermon reaction, and the name that's sticking out in the thumbnail is Vlad. So I'm wondering if the two Vlads are one and the same, if this Vlad that Brittany is recommending is the same one that Honest Youth Pastor did a reaction to. I might have to check out that reaction. Yes, John Ramirez. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're experts. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then I don't know that lady's name, the one that I referenced on that TikTok, but oh, her why vi- would I mean, you? This video was going viral, so I'm sure it'll reach a lot of people that listen to these kind of podcasts. And um, yeah, I'll leave the links for all of this down in the show notes. Y'all you protect your homes. You pray over everybody. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for every single person that's been on this podcast today, Lord. I thank you that you were the one that led them to this podcast, that there was no accidents, and that it was by divine appointment that they were to hear everything that we said, Lord. I pray right now that if anything we said that um, wasn't true, that it would just fall on deaf ears and that they wouldn't even receive what we said. Um, But Holy Spirit, I just pray that everything that we said that was true that it would just um, bear fruit in their life, mm-hmm. Lord, and that they would draw closer to you in this time. And the Bible says that once we draw closer mm-hmm. to you, that you draw closer to mm-hmm. us. So I pray, mm-hmm. God, for such a hunger in every single person's heart that has heard this um, episode today, Lord. And I just plead the blood of Jesus over all yeah, of them. And Jesus. I declare that no weapon formed against yeah. them yeah. shall prosper in yes. the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I pray that you would give them such a deep revelation knowledge of what yeah. the cross means, yeah. what your blood shed, um, just meant for us, Lord. And I just pray that you would give them such a, um, awareness of who they are in you and that they have a 
authority. Yeah. They have all authority, the yes. same authority yes. that Jesus yes. had, yes. and that the same spirit mm-hmm. that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of us yes. today. Mm-hmm. I pray that you would baptize them yes. anew and a fresh Holy yeah. Spirit, that you would touch mm-hmm. them wherever they are, God, Thank and you. that they would be connected into the body of Christ and that they would go, that they would go and make disciples, Lord, and that they would live to bring you glory yeah. every single day, Lord. And I just pray that whatever they thought about Halloween, that you yes. would just convict them and lead them into um, the right uh, path for them and what they should do yeah. um, on this day, Lord. So we thank you for them. Yes. I bless them and their families. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Y'all are awesome. Y'all rock this. <laughs> You're awesome. You're awesome. We're just, we just love the Lord. Amen. We love Jesus. Yeah, he's this great. Out of love for him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I pray that all y'all find friends like yes. I found in mine. So, oh, yeah. I love y'all. I'm excited y'all. to love on these women at the Shields for you. Meet up. Oh my gosh, we hope y'all we are coming. We have a few tickets left if you want to yes, come. It's gonna gosh, be so fun. Yeah. I can't wait. What the heck? <laughs> I was very distracted during the prayer because I think it was Kelly speaking, and I think Farron was speaking in tongues like underneath her breath. For the first half of the prayer, and then at some point she gave up, and um, then they, it was just like, yes, yes, amen, amen. Um, but then as soon as they got done with the prayer, it's like a, a switch flipped, and now it's all, I'm so excited. I love y'all. I I think that's why I have such a hard time deciphering who's speaking. I know what Britney's voice sounds like. I know when she's playing her accent up. I can still pick out her voice. But all the others, it's like... They they have a normal speaking voice, but then they have this like elevated voice that I, I don't know if it's meant to convey excitement or anticipation. I, I truly don't know. But like literally a switch just flipped and now it's y'all, I love you. I'm so excited. And it's confusing to me. I need you to pick a voice. Pick one and stick with it. If you want to go accent heavy, I don't care. But it's very hard for me to distinguish who is speaking when you each have two different voices. That's my request. If the if the suggestion box is open for uh, for new items, that's fine. Uh-huh. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> well, we will see you on the next episode. Bye. 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 Okay. Bye. Well, that was a bear. That was a lot to tackle. Um, I have been filming for hours at this point, so I don't know how much is going to end up making it in the final cut of this, but I've spoken enough. I want to hear what you think, your opinions, I just everything, all the thoughts, whether it's expanding on something that I said or going up against something that I said, or it's a comment on something that was shared by Brittany, Kelly, or Farron. Anything you want to say, I want to hear it. You can leave it in the comments section down below if you are watching the YouTube video or if you are listening to the podcast, you can leave it in the Q&A section for this particular episode. And while you are doing that, if you would consider liking this video or subscribing to my channel or leaving the podcast a rating or a review, that would be incredible. And if you have done any of those things already, thank you so much. I am so appreciative of you and I love being able to just sit here, hang out with you and talk about whatever. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Please be kind to people and I will see you in the next one. Bye.